Hey, Tourpreneurs, it's Mitch Bach. And just a quick note before we begin today's episode, Tourpreneur is currently sponsored by Google. We're thankful for their support of our community, and we are offering with them a completely free course helping you unlock the power and potential of Google's Things to Do program, which is specifically helping tour operators add their tours to Google in new ways that gives you new exposure and more direct bookings. To learn more, go to tourpreneur.com slash Google. And as always, show notes, more resources, links to our newsletter, our business coaching community, and so much more are available on tourpreneur.com. Now to the episode. You're listening to Arrival Audio recorded live at Arrival Bangkok 2019 and distributed here by Tourpreneur. The flexible use-as-you-go multi-attraction pass has been on the rise around the world. But is this pass optimized for operators in that Asia-Pacific region? Jose Timmer, Managing Director of iVentureCard International, explores whether it is the right choice for your business. How's everyone feeling? Better than James Brown? Yeah, you know who James Brown is? Much better than James Brown. All right, guys. The, um, it's great to have you all here. Uh, this is my fourth arrival. Uh, I'm a big fan, as Douglas and Bruce know. Um, and I did a presentation just on multi-attractions passes, not too dissimilar to this one, uh, about four years ago, exactly four years ago, when um, the Gens first launched uh, arrival into, into the US. Um, and it's an interesting space. I mean, we've been in this space for about 20 years. There's a, a number of us around the globe that produce some amazing past products. Um, you guys might think of it as effectively bundling a whole bunch of cool stuff together and sticking on one ticket and then giving the consumer the ability to do whatever they like, right, with that one ticket. So that's really what I want to talk to you guys about in a little bit more detail, specifically as also relates to Asia, right? Um, so... Firstly, we launched into Asia about uh, five years ago now. That was our first foray out from Down Under, launched a pass into Hong Kong, and then we launched a pass into, into Singapore. Now what we've seen is pass popularity has just exploded. Yeah? So we have passes all over the globe. Like I said, there's a lot of us doing it now. And basically, the reason for that is that for, just in, in terms of understanding what it is that the customers actually look for, right? So every time we pick a destination, we say, okay, what's unique about that destination? What motivates that destination? One of the things that uh, Douglas mentioned this morning in the opener um, was that people do a whole bunch of different things when they get to destination, right? They don't just do one activity. They do all sorts of different things. They shop. They look for fun things to do in the, in the cultural space. They want to get under the skin of the destination, meet the locals. They want to do the big theme parks, the attractions, and so on. They want to do a mix of experiences. They also look for inspiration, right? So what we found is that people want to find us, right? In Asia, lead times of ch booking lead times have changed a little bit. Uh, you know, we've seen different patterns of consumption here. Um, but essentially, people want to find what it is that's exciting about the place they've got in their mind. Yeah? And they want to do it when they're looking at the complete package, when they're looking at booking flights, when they're looking at booking accommodation. They want to see everybody here in this room and see what you guys have got to offer. 
The other thing they want, and I think we can speak for ourselves, we're all travelers, we love to mosey around, we love to do stuff, you know, we want flexibility. It's raining today, so you know what? No, we're not going to go on that boat cruise. We're going to do something else. Um, we're going to spend some time in a museum. We want our holiday to be flexible. And the other is that we, as suppliers, as operators in this space, want to make sure that people are motivated to book early as early as they possibly can, right? So, and that's where passes come in. So how do we deliver on these consumer demands that we see propensity growing up? Firstly, choice, yeah? So again, people want a lot of different types of experiences. So what we do effectively as a pass operator, we bundle all the fun things there are to do onto one single ticket. Lots of different experiences. More is better in our world. Why? Because you just speak to a larger audience. There'll always be people who are really set on doing you know, adrenaline-based activities. There's people who are set on doing some cultural things. There's people set, like many of you have kids, on doing some fun things with your, with your kids. The other thing people look for, we all do, and I'm a Dutchman, so I can certainly speak, um, speak on behalf of, of, uh, of me, um, being a guy who likes to scrape the bottom out of the bowl. You know? So we want value. Yeah, with a pass, we uniquely provide that. We consolidate all sorts of cool stuff there is to do. Yep, it's entirely up to you guys what rates you want to offer in that regard. And we put it all on there. And we present a really good savings proposition for the customer. This morning, there was a lot of debate about whether or not distributors should discount you know, supplier products. My personal view on that is you have to pay to play effectively, right? You guys, as, as suppliers, build that into your P&L. You build your distribution assets into your P&L. Um, so from a consumer perspective, like we all do, value is absolutely critical. We want convenience, absolutely necessary. So what do we do? We bundle all the cool stuff there is to do, and as I said before, we stick that onto one ticket. That little ticket can be a physical ticket, or it can be a digital ticket. These days, in our case, about 70% of it's digital, right? A little QR code on your phone, and all you do is just swipe to redeem entry to the attraction. We again said this morning, some attractions, some providers, some experiences have, are integrated digitally. Others, still very much a manual process. So we effectively provide a solution to both to make sure that the customer journey is one that is solid, whether or not it be a small little horse riding company out in the hills, or whether it be a huge big theme park who's already well and truly digitally integrated. Flexibility, the idea with any pass provider, if you do it well, is to make sure you have a wide range of products there to cater for different markets, right? You may have a flexi product that's ideal for people who are in market for a longer period of time who only want to do a handful of things. Or you have those people that go hard. They travel to destination and they want to see and do as much as they possibly can because they've only got a really, really short window. So we've got to make sure we provide for for all those different customer groups. So what is the net result of that? Well, the net result is more pre-arrival sales. If people can see that there is so much more to do in a destination than just one particular thing that's well marketed, right? Louise over here may be working for a huge big attraction, big supplier with a huge big budget, whereas Joanne over there may have a much smaller budget. Okay, they can't reach the consumer. That's our job as a pass provider, is to give people, all of our partners, the exposure um, so that consumers can find them 
and then pre-book and book when they are booking their flights and accommodation. Uh, about 50% in our case, in our business, about 50% of our passes are pre-purchased before arrival. Yeah? And lead time there is around about six weeks on average in Asia. But it is shrinking. What then happens, right? Well, like I said before, once you see that a destination has so much on offer, it's going to motivate you to spend a little bit more time in that destination. I was just talking to, uh, to Penny over there while she was putting my mic on. And she said, you know, we've decided to spend an extra two days here in Bangkok because we've just arrived in Bangkok and realized that there is so much cool stuff to do. More time and destination benefits everybody here in this room. So, uh, Douglas just asked me to touch on a little bit because uh, I know in a couple of the previous arrival shows, you know, there was a bit of talk about whether or not the pass, a pass is a good way for us as a supplier, as an operator, a tour operator, a local operator, to be part of it. From our perspective, the answer is yes. Anybody can play. Anybody can play. Whether or not you're, you're an operator that runs on a free sale basis, or whether or not you're an operator that requires pre-booking. We, as a good pass provider, we facilitate all of that. Okay? So, if you think, well, passes are just for the big boys in town, the answer is no. A pass is something you can be a part of. There will always be people who will do the bigger attractions, and there will always be people who will really want to find the small little experiential stuff that they're not going to find in a brochure, perhaps, or they might not simply come across when they do their research. So it's good to have a healthy mix, and you guys can all play. From an OTA perspective, obviously OTAs are an important distribution for, for us pass providers. Um, you know, we are, for many, uh, the highest yielding product category simply because of high propensity to pre-purchase and also the price point of a pass is a little bit higher than usually one individual attraction. Okay, so OTAs, uh, thanks for all of your support. We really enjoy it. Um, and there's also lots of opportunity to create cool little pass products customized to particular channels which we've spoken a bit about uh, or spoke about earlier today. Um, tourism authorities, I just wanted to sort of briefly touch on that as well. Um, we, as again, as, as our business, uh, we, we do quite a bit of this, is we create, we work with different partners. Different partners are you guys, the supply partners, but they're also destination marketing organizations. Yeah, absolutely critical for our business. Because what they do is they're all about, when we launched our business 20 years ago in Sydney, we, the, the first bit of support we got was actually before we started contracting all of our supply partners. Tourism New South Wales, a guy called Tony Thurwell, for those of you that have been in, uh, in, in, lived in Australia for some time, he was so keen to invest in this business because he thought, this is so cool, right? This is a call to action for the destination, and it's a fulfillment mechanism. So what do we do? We track customer behavior. We know where people go. We know where they're from, right? And that's valuable data that we then provide back to our tourism partners. Um, this is just an example here of something we did recently in, in Dubai, right? And that's really rich data. And every DMO, I know I've met with a couple of you earlier today, you know, the challenge is the same. You guys want to promote the destination, you want to motivate, you know, purchase in that destination, time spent in that destination, but you guys all have the same problem in that you don't actually know what people do in that destination. You know where they come from because you just ring the Department of Immigration and get the data. But what happens when people hit the ground? Well, you wouldn't have a clue what they do, right? And that, again, our job is to make sure we provide that really rich data to help DMOs with their marketing campaigns to motivate more, more visitation and time spent in market. 
So as I said before, it makes us a really good channel, right? As a supply partner, as a reseller of any past product, um, we generally become a best seller for you. I just wanted to close, because uh, I haven't got much time left, uh, just in, in, in just a quick synopsis here. The Smith family, actually, that's not the Smith family. Who's that? They look really familiar. You guys know who they are? It's the Kardashians. Don't all jump out at once. Everyone's so quiet. So the Kardashians, they came out. They were in Bangkok uh, not that long ago. They had uh, a couple of film shoots and whatnot they needed to do here. They decided to buy a past product. They love the fact that they had offered the flexibility, one ticket, best of destination, take your ticket, redeem it as you want, right? They had seven days in Bangkok. Um, Mum decided to split up with the kids. The kids were gonna go down to floating markets. Dad then wanted to take the kids for the afternoon down to do a CM hop tour. And if any of you guys uh, did pick up your little coupon here to, to enjoy an attraction in Bangkok, make sure you redeem that because there's some really great stuff to do here. And then they decided later to get back together. They went to the CM Niramit show later that evening and they had an absolutely fantastic time, right? They then said, guys, we love the fact that we could do whatever we wanted, right? It was raining, it's rainy season here in Bangkok. So they said, no, today we're not gonna go and do the floating markets, we're gonna go and do something else. So they had a fantastic experience. We had a built, built a little relationship with them. We know where they're going next time, right? They've told us. So we've got to make sure we offer a fantastic past product for them whenever they go next. All right, does that make sense? Yeah, any questions at all? Have we got time for some questions, uh, Douglas? No questions? Jeez, I must have covered it off all in 10 minutes. All right. Great. We hope you enjoyed this session from Arrival, the only event dedicated to creators and sellers of tours, activities, and attractions. Head to ArrivalEvent.com to register for upcoming conferences around the globe. And for insights into the in-destination industry, head to Arrival.Travel.